Toku Secrets is a podcast run by the Anime Secrets website. Check us out at AnimeSecrets.org for more anime, video game, tokusatsu content. Remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts today. Hey everybody, it's Jason from Power Time Force, and you're watching Toku Secrets Podcast. Tokusatsu, taking the form of many shows including Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, and Metal Heroes. And today, a group of fans come together to review it for you as Toku Secrets. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Toku Secrets Podcast, presented by AnimeSecrets.org. I'm your host, Nippin Nassau, and today we are back to reviewing Kyoryu Sentai Ranger. We only got two more podcasts to do on this, thank God. <laughs> um, uh, we have the whole crew on here again, so uh, I'll let them introduce themselves. Go ahead, guys. Hey, Pat Chicken Red. Hey, Rizwan Gokai Red. And I'm Anthony Davis, also known as Curie Green. Dude, we are so enthusiastic right now. I mean, <laughs> this entire done no. so much to us. I have I have I have two reasons to be on enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> is one of the reasons sick and the other reason is the season's terrible? No, I'm I'm sick from a head cold, and I'm sick from having to watch this crap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, valid, valid, because, man, I I couldn't I can't even tell you how much I was like bitching all day about. Mm-hmm. This is a tour. I I can't do this. Yeah, anymore. he was texting me all day. Well, <laughs> there's one episode I liked. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, uh, I'm going to give a brief recap of uh, Gene Ranger last time. We're doing episodes 33 through 42. I don't know if I mentioned that at the beginning, but that's what we're doing here. Uh, so not much happened early on, but then we got this four-parter where, okay, to cut a long story short, Bondora got this new type of clave that allows her to create more powerful monsters and golems, but then Geki and Burai got the Thunderslingers that allowed the Gene Rangers to defeat them. Then Bondora revived uh, her boss, Dai Satan, literally the devil. And the Geo Rangers unlocked Daijujin's perfect form, Ultimate Daijujin, which allows them to combine all their mechs to form that. And they defeated Dai Satan, and they also found out why Burai is in the state that he's in. So, yeah, that's about it. So, uh, we are now going to move on to a bunch of filler episodes because. That's basically this season in a nutshell. So we have episode 33, Teach Me the Jewel of Bravery. This is a filler episode, a Dan-centric episode, um, where Don has to teach this girl named uh, Saori the meaning of courage because she's the only way that the Jew Rangers can defeat this monster. Uh, the only thing to note about this is that this is another episode where Burai isn't in, so it was uh, because there's no mech battle in this episode. But Burai was not in this episode, so when it was adapted into Power Rangers, it was a pre-Green with Evil episode, and uh, they edited it because uh, they used the Thunderslingers to defeat the Raichur monster, but uh, the Thunderslingers didn't exist in Power Rangers at this point, so they edited it to make it look like she was destroyed by the Power Blaster instead. So. That's something about it. Uh, anybody want to take their first uh, jab at this? 
since I just spoke for a little bit? I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. My first thought is, despite anything I say tonight, Gecko Ranger's still worse. <laughs> I have to get that out of the way first. Okay, good. I didn't set you up to say that this time. No, but I'm just doing it now because I'm going to be respectful of Patrick being sick and not going on a painful tirade and making this go longer than it has to. You're welcome, America. <laughs> <laughs> um, but beyond that, my assessment here will probably be something I can repeat for the next seven episodes, I think. And that is, this is standard fair Zero Ranger episode. Um, nothing really happens and develops through the characters. They all stay the same. Um, the focus is more on the kids, like last time. So mm -hmm. I, I just, I mean, it's been, at this point, over 30 episodes. And I feel like I know the little kids better than I know the main protagonist of the TV show. That's sad, because it's the truth. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, like, you know, we can say it's Dan-centric, we can say it's my-centric, or whatever, but end of the day, it, it don't do anything, man. Like... <laughs> They're just the zoo ranger that got the main spotlight role. And see, like, they didn't actually center on them. And see, like, my my biggest complaint here is we're not really utilizing the full potential of what this could have been. Like, the entire Barai death arc, this could have been developed for the last fifteen episodes, but. They ignore it for half the episodes, and the other half, it's barely a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's my copy and paste. I'm going to say this every episode if you ask me to give you a recap of what I thought. I mean, I just think that this episode is needlessly complicated with how its story is. Like, okay, so there's two princesses that existed hmm. during the G-Rangers time, and they get trapped inside of a jewel. One of those jewels is being used against, is being used by the monster. And then the other one is just ran in the hands of this random little girl. Like, why not have the monster be a corrupted version of one of those princesses? And instead of having this random little girl, you can have the good princess be the be someone who's trying to save her friend like you don't have to have these two stupid jewels you can just have it be like this monster who's not really bad and just you know have it be a matter of trying to like save her or something and i know i know that would take a lot better writing than what this season is actually worthy of but that's my thoughts honestly yeah, i was about to say stop making sense I mean, to be fair, even with that type of plot, the Jew Rangers probably wouldn't do much there. It would still be like some random character of the day event, but it would still be a bit more interesting than what we got and less complicated. If you guys know what I'm saying. No, definitely I agree with you. It's just, 
I mean, the Power Rangers episode is a lot better yeah. because at least there, Billy is has Billy has this girl who he has a crush on, oh, and right. yeah, I mean, you want to root for Billy. Oh, and, it's that episode. I forgot. Yeah, that was a great episode. I think it was Peace, Love, and Woe. The name of the episode. Yeah, was. yeah, yeah. 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 So the Power the Rangers episode, episode is hands down a lot better. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but I'll give Don credit. This he's not annoying. I like how. Man. Yeah, he stood. He stood up for that little girl at the beginning, so he was tolerable in this episode. I didn't hate him, but I didn't like him that much either. Uh, Anthony and Patrick want to say anything? So you want to know no. what the saddest part about <laughs> this episode is? <laughs> The best scene in this entire episode is literally when the little girl was actually taking the shots, the blasts or whatever from the the creature and taking the head on. Like, I was like, wow, like, you look cool. (laughs) You look. That's really sad. Wait, she was getting hit by the monster's attacks? Because, I mean, what what little girl you see is going to take. Yeah, she was like running towards the monster when she was shooting at her. Yeah. I'm... Like, what kids do you know that had the guts to do that? I mean, didn't uh, Gnome's grandson, what was his name, Ryota, <laughs> was literally willing to kill himself just to revive Burai? See, we don't talk about that, Nate. We don't talk about I that. I know That's we don't talk about that. <laughs> but yet... Nothing bad about this episode, but nothing great. I'm giving it a five. Yeah, that's a standard five for me as well. I'm giving a... I I purposely didn't watch this episode. (laughs) I knew it wasn't (laughs) worth my time. (laughs) You know, Patrick, I was looking at Nate's outline before I began watching today. And I considered just skipping everything that was a filler. You see... Have I guess one benefit from having seen the show already is I know what to skip. So mm-hmm. over the last two podcasts, I've only watched about five episodes. <laughs> Look, work uh, smarter, not harder. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've never seen this garbage. So yeah. <laughs> suffer more. <laughs> Again, still. A peg higher than Gecky Ranger. Mm. Hell, after, but you're lowering it on the watch. totem pole. <laughs> so I'm lowering. After I yeah. this, yeah. I literally went straight to King Ojer, and I was like, wow, this is a lot better. Oh, dude, I'm ready for King Ojer next week. Mm-hmm. I know, right? Yeah. I'm uh, what are you giving it, Anthony? I'll get a 5-2. All right, cool. Uh, to be fair, I think the next two episodes are actually not that bad. Um... So first we get uh, episode 34, Live Burai, uh, which is a Burai-centric episode. And I actually do think this is a fair – it's fair to call it Burai-centric. Um, I also don't think this is a filler episode, honestly. Yeah, that's debatable, maybe. Because it does kind of play into his final story arc a little bit. So, yeah, you're yeah. right. But uh, this episode is uh, where Burai gets lured into a trap uh, where Bondora wants to, like, 
exhaust his the remainder of his candles, so she lures him into a trap. Uh, we find out at the beginning that he only has 13 hours left to live at the beginning of this episode, and that gets reduced down to five hours by the end of this. And then he, and most of it is him trying to save a little girl, and he vows that he wants to spend the rest of his life helping uh, protect children. Uh, only other big thing to note, uh, some people might remember that I kind of went on a bit of a rant in the previous podcast, uh, not the green, not the one where we had to re-record the Burai arc, but the one technically before this uh, where the Ultrazor debuted prematurely in Power Rangers. Well, this is the episode that's technically the debut of the Ultrazor in Power Rangers, where they just unceremoniously have this ability to use the Ultrazor. So that's just something I wanted to bring up. Uh, what did uh, what did you guys think of this episode, guys? Anybody want to go first? This uh, was a peg better than what we had in the previous episode. It actually had some semblance of plot and movement, and it it brought out the urgency of, oh crap, Brian's gonna die at some point. Unless we do something. So I liked that development. Um, that was pretty well done here. And I think the child of the day plot here is a bit more subdued. Like there's a child that Burai has to save, but the bulk of the focus is about Burai being distraught over the fact that he has little time to live and can't be as useful to the Geo Rangers as he would want to be. So, I mean. So that's what makes me really like this one. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, and the episode doesn't state it, but I like to think my personal headcanon is that he wants to do good because he did a lot of horrible things when he was evil as Dragon Ranger, so he wants to atone for all of his sins. I know Geo Ranger doesn't actually say that, but that's my personal headcanon. I mean, it's pretty I mean, much what it is. It's just, you know, it's not really out, set out loud, but it's there. Like, the message is there. Mm -hmm. But yeah. what did Patrick and Anthony think of this episode? I mean, yeah, it was nice. Like, what Riz was saying, they just they just kind of sweep the uh, whole storyline under the rug for a little bit. So it's nice to have some kind of build up to it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Is it handled well? Not really. But is the attempt there? Yeah, sir, why not? Yeah. And at this point, that's all I can ask. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I thought this one was good. I'm probably going to give it a... Uh, I'll give it a 7.5 out of 10. Honestly, like, it's... Maybe that's a little high for a June Ranger episode, but I like to take the good <laughs> stuff where I can get it. Yeah. Six. Seven. Seven. All right, cool. Um, oh, did you hear me? Uh, I said seven. Yeah, we right. heard you now. Cool. Yeah, we heard you. All right. So next up, we have uh, Ninja Warrior Boy. Oh, my bad. Uh, this is actually. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Oh, man, that's a seven. A seven. Next up, we have episode thirty-five, which is called Ninja Warrior Boy, uh, boy-centric filler episode, uh, where Boy is hired to be a bodyguard of the of a ninja family. They're protecting this medicine that Bondora wants. Uh, now, I did not realize that uh, that when I originally watched it, but apparently this episode is meant to be a tribute 
to like a homage to a Metal Hero series, uh, Seikai Ninja Sin Jiraiya, which aired from uh, 1988 to 1989. Uh, the reason why uh, Boy is the central character is because apparently his actor, Takumi Hashimoto, he played the kid brother of two of the uh, of the two main characters. Uh, this episode was also written by the head writer of Jiraiya, Susumo Takaku. I've never seen Jiraiya. I, I did hear that uh, he had a crossover with the with Knee Ninja, and that episode was adapted into a Ninja Steel episode. I, I haven't mm-hmm. seen Ninja Steel, but yeah. didn't they adapted the Jiraiya crossover thing? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it was good, but it it they still okay. adapted it. So, is anything in Ninja Steel good? I mean, honestly, is in anything in the Ninja Steel good? Besides Dimensions in Danger, we don't give them that. No. Okay. Then no. <laughs> uh, another episode where Burai isn't in it. Uh, another pre-Green with Evil episode of Power Rangers, even though this came out when Burai was around. Um, you know, I once I kind of knew that this episode was meant to be uh, kind of a tribute to the uh, to the Jiraiya series. Uh, I actually thought that it was kind of cool. I mean, you know, it, there's a lot of cool ninja action. Uh, I don't even think you could say that there's a child of the day because the technical child of the day, Chisato, she's a bit older. Like she's honestly looks old enough to where she's like boy's age. So I think this is kind of a little out of genre for G Ranger. So I appreciate it a little bit more. I didn't really hate it, but what did you guys think of it? I don't really hate any of this. I mean, it's just badly written, but I don't hate it. Like, I can't hate um, something that doesn't really give me any emotional value back, you know? Mm-hmm. What it was just unique compared to some of the other Zoo Ranger fillers. So yeah. I'll give it that. That's all I can give it. I'm probably gonna give a, the ninja episode uh originally I wanted to give it a seven, but I'm gonna put it down to a six just because I don't think it's that good to warn a seven, but I think a six is good. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely gonna give this a six. Yeah. Anthony? I'm giving it six. Six. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, now, just a fair warning. Uh, I hate this next episode for a reason that I'm going to go into uh, a little bit uh, after I let you guys talk. Uh, so we get a filler episode uh, called Smash It, the Mirror of Death, where there's this boy that's obsessed with finding a treasure map with money, and he finds a treasure map that leads to a cursed mirror. And it kills people whenever they look into it and Bondora goes after him. Now, the funny thing is, is that this episode is another episode where Burai doesn't appear, but here's the funny thing. This episode was adapted into power Rangers, but it was a post green with evil episode, but it wasn't an episode that's around when Tommy is no longer part of a team because of the green candle. It's a Green Ranger era episode. In fact, I'm pretty sure Tommy is in the credits, but Tommy is in, in the episode and he's not even mentioned. Wow. Like, 
So that was, I knew that it was, a, I didn't think Power Rangers would eventually have one of those types of episodes, but they did. I just wanted to make a note of that. Um, so now apparently this is also meant to be the vacation episode of this Sentai. Cause like, I don't know how many times they do it now, but like back in like the nineties, there would be a lot of Sentais that had like vacation episodes, like in the previous Sentai that we did, well, not previous, previous, but in Jetman, we had like that two part episode. You guys might remember where they go on vacation for like two episodes when Tronzo shows up. Um, yeah. I know in Car Ranger, there was a two-parter where their boss takes them on a business trip. Uh, I I think they went on a class trip in Mega Ranger. I can't remember, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah they did, yeah. they did. So this is supposed to be this vacation episode, but it's not treated like one, which really frustrates me, but I'll talk about that a little bit later. Just, But what did you guys think of this episode? Uh, Riz, you want to go first? Oh. Um, I mean, I don't really have, like, super strong opinions here. It's just, eh? You know, like, it, it doesn't give me yeah. anything that I don't already have about these characters, but the story or the season. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. There's a bad character moment for Geki here, though, because, like, the monster of the day can, like, attach boulders to people and, like, leave them stuck. Dan gets hit by a mon by the monster's rock, and he gets pinned down. And he's like, oh, yeah. somebody help me. And then Geki runs over and tries to pull the rock, but then he can't do it. It's like, sorry, can't help you. And then he just abandons Dan and just runs. It's like, what Well, okay. <laughs> okay. <dude>. So... <laughs> So I saw that. I had a feeling you of the four of us would be to want to comment on it. And I have a rebuttal to you on that. What's that? If we're in the middle of a monster chase and this monster's terrorizing the city and my team is down and I can't help them immediately to get them back on their feet to go run after the monster and take them down, yeah, you better believe I'm going to leave you behind. I mean, I guess it's... So, I I support Geki's moment here a bit more than you do, I think. I know, it yeah, just seems it was... so cruel, though. Uh, it, it had an air of comedic timing on it. It did. Yeah. And, I mean, it did give me a pretty funny joke, now that I think back on it more. Dan has abs of uh, steel, or in this case, rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made yeah. money. You know, you were talking about dad jokes during our Rebels review, Riz. <laughs> you just made another dad joke. Look, man. Wait, if you want to, if you want to get the comedic irony of this scene across, just play yakety sax over it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll say this other funny thing when they do the Power Rangers episode. And the scene where Zach and Trini are battling against I don't I don't remember what the rock monster's name was, but they actually do use footage of Don in the background and you can very clearly see him flopping around all over the place and they don't even try to explain who he is. <laughs> like 
I, I may be Who wrong. Is this guy? It, what is he name, wearing? Might have been Rockstar, I think. I'm not sure. If I'm, if I'm wrong, just let me know. The episode was called The Rockstar, yeah. But I don't know if the, know if the monster was also named Rockstar either. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'll, but, I'll go back and check. But this episode frustrates me from its vacation element because because it frustrates me from the vacation element because I'll be honest, I I really love the vacation episodes in Sentai and sure, oftentimes they don't really contribute much to the plot, but I just like to see some nice Japan exotic vacation spots. Like imagine if an episode of like, like imagine if like uh, in a Power Rangers episode, there's like a saga of episodes, like maybe in uh like maybe in uh Lightspeed Rescue, there's one day where they go to like some big beach spot that's like popular in a that's like popular in uh you know Florida or something, or maybe like you know, maybe you can have like a time force episode where they go to uh Disney World and they establish that like Silver Hills is in Florida or something like that. Like, okay, maybe them going to Disney World isn't like it doesn't add much to the plot, but isn't there just some novelty there seeing the uh, seeing the Power Rangers just hanging out at Disney World or something? Like, right? <laughs> you get you get what I'm trying to say? No, I can get someone it. give me fan art. Can someone give me fan art of Eric wearing Mickey Mouse ears? No, <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. You put I that in my that head, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if any if any Time Force Ranger was wearing Mickey ears, it would be Katie. That yeah, I would be behind. Yeah, and I say that I'm currently yeah. watching Time Force. I'll be done with it tomorrow. But uh, um, so what frustrated me is that it's supposed to be a vacation episode because this takes place at a at a vacation spot. Well, it's not open anymore. According to my wife, she told me that that's been closed for a while now, but it used to be like a really big vacation spot. And I didn't realize this was supposed to be a vacation episode until I watched Miss Star Fusion's video on this episode. So it's supposed to be a vacation episode and yet it's played out like a normal episode. And that just really frustrates me. So maybe I'm just being selfish here, but that's what I hate about this since one of the cooler they can this this sentai botches a really cool concept that's often present in sentai at least at the time so yeah this episode is just downright bad i'm giving it a two <laughs> yeah, Anybody I else? Really, like i don't really, give really like awesome. vacation episodes <laughs> when they're done correctly yeah. half the time so Ugh. i mean when are they really uh, ever done I'm, well exactly Wait, what did you say, Riz? They're not done well very often. No, they're not. Well, yeah, but I just think that there's a novelty to it, at least. Yeah, yeah. there is. There is. Fun, but... visual, fun visually, but it also, in the context of the story, they never make any sense why they do it. Oh, yeah. the, city's, the city, this one city in particular is being attacked every day for the past several months. Let's go on vacation for a few days and leave it completely abandoned and <laughs> no protection. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Way to go, idiots. <laughs> yeah. Now that's going to be a four for me, I think. It's going to yeah, be a three. That sounds about right. Straight three. <laughs> all right, two, three, and four. That's pretty cool. Um, all right, so now we get uh, episode 37, A Dinosaur is Born. 
Not you guys remember you guys remember the dinosaur eggs? Okay, do you like the dinosaur eggs? No? Well, too bad. They're back again. Uh, so yeah, the dinosaur eggs get brought back, though thankfully we're not going to see them again f- until the final arc uh, where the dinosaur eggs get found by these kids. The Geo-Rangers try to rescue them from Bondora's forces. They get found, washed ashore by these three kids. And then uh, the uh, those kids get captured along with Mei by Dora Kinkaku's gourd, which is like a mythical Japanese creature, like an oni. Um, and Geki, Goshi, Don, and Boy get um, revealed to Daijujin that the dinosaur eggs are going to hatch in 60 days. And then the G-Ranger save the eggs with Burai's help, and the G- and the eggs are put inside King Brachion to be kept safe until they hatch. And that's the episode. Uh, what did you guys uh, do? Is this just another stock episode? Like, what did you guys think here? Um, I'm just going to skip ahead to the score and give it a two because anything involving these stupid eggs infuriates me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it another four. Um I will say, despite how boring this episode was, I am glad that the eggs are no longer missing <laughs> and that they probably won't appear again until the finale, if even then, and that King Brachion can hold on to them, you know, and not lose them, like the big, big idiot that he is. Yeah, because somebody buttered up that case. <laughs> no one could hold on to it for five seconds. No, they couldn't. And it was it, it was annoying. It was like, okay, dude, these eggs truly serve no purpose. And I kind of found it odd that Bri said, Geki, look, dinosaurs are being born as I'm dying. It's going to be great. What a miracle. I'm like, really? <laughs> That that's where we're going with this with this tragedy that you're gonna die is man, you're not taking this very born? well, are you, Bri? <laughs> yeah. Like but, we like you better than the eggs, dude. Like Bri's the only reason the season's any good. Look, and then the most annoying thing about this episode is that during the scene where Ju where Dai Jujin is explaining to the other Jew Rangers about the dinosaur eggs. He spends like two minutes saying, hello, I'm Daijujin. These are the five guardian beasts that can combine to form me. Then you have Dragon Caesar. Dragon Caesar can combine with me to form this. And then we can combine with King Brachion to form this. And it's like, we already know this. It's a toy (laughs) advertisement within the season because the other toy advertisements where they're battling as mechs was not enough. They had to stuff it in our face. Hey, kids, remember... You have to buy all seven Zords to get all the functionality you need. That part. I I will say one thing. Thank God Z-Ranger only has seven mechs, unlike other seasons with like 24 mechs. Yep. Because could you imagine (laughs) if they did this exact same thing there? Oh, Uh. that would be the whole episode. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah I mean honestly the only other thing I remember about this is that this was adapted into a Power Rangers episode that I always enjoyed watching it's an episode where uh, Kimberly is having a bad day and uh, and 
then she gets trapped by the monster. And the reason why that episode always stood out to me was because um, they used the footage of the other four Rangers battling against uh, the monsters called the Samurai Fan Man in the Power Rangers episode. And there's multiple scenes where you can see the Geo Rangers battle bikes in the background. And as a kid, I'm just like, whoa, wait, where did the, where did those cool motorcycles come from? I've never seen the Rangers use those. So that always stood out to me when I was a kid. <laughs> like, Because <laughs> they didn't, I think they made toys of them. They were called the battle bikes in Power Rangers. But the only time you ever actually see them on the show was in the background via Sentai footage in this episode. Yeah. But I'm going to give this one a four. I know Patrick already gave it a two, but what about Riz and Anthony? I already gave it a four. Oh, okay. And then Anthony? Mm, I'll give it a five only because I like the samurai monster. That's yeah. it. Well, I don't think <laughs> it was based on a samurai here. It was supposed to be based on like a demon, but yeah, same difference. Uh, yeah, same difference. <laughs> yeah. All right, so now we get uh, – this is the episode that Riz texted me earlier today saying that he likes apparently um, called Princess May's Seven Metamorphoses. Um, filler episode, May-centric, where um, May is you – know, where most of the episode is just May battling against Lamy as she tries to power up her own Dora monster by draining energy from humans. Uh, this is a quick change episode. Um, I, um, I think the only Sentai that we've done before that has this concept is uh, Go Kaiger, which I pointed out. Yeah. Where, uh, um, didn't Senkenzer have it too? They might have, but it, it's a traditional episode in Sentai where the Pink Senshi, which in this case is May goes on like a huge barrage of multiple quick disguises while untransformed to battle. I think they did like a wedding or something. I think yeah, that was a, a wedding, was thinking, dude, but right? I don't know if that would be considered it. Yeah, that was Shinkenzer. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not it's not like multiple outfits, but no. They, they, did, it, they did it in Gokaiger in the Abba Ranger tribute episode. Yeah. Oh, and fun fact, yeah. um, Another another Sentai we haven't reviewed yet has done the change, but this character was not a pink ranger. It was a yellow. That did oh, this, let so. me guess, King Ozer? No. Which one? He's it was Abba Ranger. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we Would don't you... see Bright. <laughs> what happened? What'd you say, I would say, would you count G three? Would you count G three Princess as a quick change <laughs> from Go On? To- I, it would. What? <laughs> oh, it would. I remember that now. Remember that? that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been good. Uh, we don't see Burai in this episode, although we see him playing the flute. We hear him playing the flute in the background to summon Dragon Caesar. Um. So, Riz, you said you liked this episode, so how about you actually start off, because maybe it would be nice to hear something positive for a change. I I like this episode better than anything else in this batch, um, mainly because it's entertaining. Like, yeah, there are kids involved, but they're getting their energy drains, or they're not really around. They're just kind of a prop. So that's a win for me. Um, but also, 
May is just adorable, so it's fun to watch her go through the stuff. So while it's filler, while it adds no anything, and while Barai is not really even around or mentioned, what the heck, guys? It's a fun little time. You know, isn't it weird that all these episodes leading up to his final arc, he's just not here? It's yeah. like, okay, we could have easily just made the Greenwood Evil equivalent episodes and the Green Candle equivalent episodes into one long arc for like 10 episodes and been done with it. Yeah, I would have been better. It would have been better. It wouldn't have made me want to scream every now and then because I'm like, what about Barai? Have you guys all forgotten? I have I'll, a... I'll give her the benefit of the doubt because this is one of the few times where a filler episode for a character actually feels thematic to the character. Because May was actually pretty impressive in this episode. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but I have a problem with how, like, okay, first of all, when the monster grow, reaches its adult form, it captures May, and May needs the other G Rangers to come and save her. And not only that, but she can all of a sudden use her Dino Buckler again, even though it got damaged earlier in the episode. And all of a sudden, she can use it again <laughs> with no explanation. Uh, I don't know. I really wish that May defeated the monster herself. I I really don't like it. It's the same problem with that episode of RPM, where. Uh, where everyone except Summer and Gemma get uh, get put to sleep. The Dome Dolls, that's what it was called. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, where um, Summer and Gemma, they don't defeat the monster. They just hold it off until Do Dr. K is able to wake up the male rangers, and then they all save the day. Like, I don't know. I just wish that – I just think it's much more powerful if the if you want to go with the girl power thing – can't you have the girl defeat the monster by themselves without needing the guys to come and bail them out? I'm going to bring up G3 Princess again because that was the go on to equivalent of that. And they did finish off the monster. Yes, they did. Yep. They did. Chalk another one up to go on to. <laughs> I mean, then the monster grew and they needed the guys to show up for the mechs, but that's fine. They defeated the monster wall with yeah. the side. So I'll, I'll let that pass. So. I like that. That left a bad taste in my mouth, but I agree. May was pretty impressive until that final bit. So, yeah, I'm probably going to give this episode a seven. Yeah, five. Yeah, I'm going to give it a five. No, I'm going to go to six. I like it, but it's still not impressive enough to give it a better score. I'll give it a six too, just because I, I, like I say it's not. It's it's a it's a good episode for her, but it could have been a lot better. Well, the timing <laughs> is what makes it not great. If you took out the Barai stuff and had this pre Barai existing, this could have been in the seven to eight territory. Yeah, because it also doesn't help the fact that we've gone this whole most of the series already. And you're just now giving us individual episodes of, 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 of the main characters of this show, the show already? Come on now. I mean, yeah, that's also a really good point. What were you going to give it, Anthony? I gave it a six as well. Oh, okay. 
Uh, now we get a filler episode, and this episode is a very depressing episode. Uh, a subterranean beast's tears, where um, <clears throat> we, uh, where there's this underground monster uh, who, you know, n- not not one of Bondora's monsters. It's a monster that lives underground called Goda, and Bondora manipulates it into battling the Geo Rangers by telling her that uh, the mo- the Geo Rangers killed her babies and. The Jew Ranger spent most of the episode trying to uh, snap her out of like her feral state. Uh, the only big thing about this is that there's um, a moment where Geki's trying to avoid killing the monster, where Burai shows up and says that some tragedies um, are just unavoidable. This is him basically telling them, hey, you have to kill uh goda because i mean she'll kill people if you don't it it's tragic but it's unavoidable that ends up having a kind of a much deeper meaning when you realize what the next episode is but we'll get to that when we get to it um yeah i this this is where things get more frustrating and i get more ranty we're one episode from the big event and well the beginning of the big event really and it's like everyone's forgotten the urgency again that one of their teammates is literally trapped in another dimension trying to buy time to survive while these guys are off doing whatever you know like there's no anything going on to help Barai. It's like, Barai who? We don't care about Barai. Not even his own dang brother. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say, I do think that this is better than the Power Rangers episode because the Power Rangers episode, in my opinion, is one of the worst in season one. So let me explain to everyone the plot of this episode because this is a very stupid Power Rangers episode where even as a kid there was something that was off about it. So, first of all, the monster can talk in Power Rangers, unlike in Jew Ranger where it's a feral monster. Um, It's a monster that was created by Vinster, even though it wasn't created by Pleprechaun here. Fang, created by Vinster, but he's a bit more hyper and disobedient. He gets angry at the Rangers because Squan and Babu ate some eggs. Are these eggs his children? No. He's angry because Squan and Babu found these eggs that he wanted to eat for lunch. He was like, what? You ate my lunch? No! And Why? and then Squan and Babu are just like, uh, no, the Power Rangers ate your lunch. And then he's all like, the Power Rangers? I will destroy them for, for eating my lunch before I could eat it. And then, again, that always irritated me. They used the footage where Geki's trying to reason with Goda by... Sh- Jason tries to reason with Fang, even though there's literally no difference between Fang and, and the other monsters. And, yeah, like... <laughs> Look at Patrick, he's like, oh, I just want to die. <laughs> the Power Rangers episode is just stupid, in my opinion. Yeah, this ain't much better than Nate. I know, I know. Really but... I mean, honestly, 
given the footage we got in Zero Ranger, I don't fully blame Power Rangers all that much. Yeah, but do you have to have a plot where a monster is mad because someone ate something that he wanted to eat? Did someone take my lunch? <laughs> my juniper well, eggs. Well, okay, you gotta think about the target audience again. Kids find that kind of stuff funny. Okay. Yeah, I know. And honestly, that's one of my least concerns in this set of episodes. But what, Patrick? You say something, Patrick? Oh, okay. Now you just uh, trying to keep yourself from coughing to death. Oh, uh, okay. All right, well, I'm probably going to give this one a... Uh, I mean, it doesn't do much. I, I know that you guys are a little irritated with how this is just before Burai's final arc. Uh but I'm probably still going to give it a five. It, it's not terrible, in my opinion. Oh, no, that's definitely five. It's just... The the overall Barai lack of story does not factor into the scores I'm giving all that much. Oh, okay. Because I can't fairly give a rating to an episode based on the fact that they don't talk about Barai because... I'm just going to be beaten on dead horse at that point. Mm-hmm. In the context of the standalone episode, once again, it's standard Zero Ranger fanfare. Not a whole lot going on. Characters don't develop. We have kids. I mean, that's it. Uh, what would uh, Patrick and Anthony give it? Four. As well. All right. Well, now let's move on to the main course, uh, the big, the big thing that's going to be happening for this podcast. Uh, so we have a three-part episode: uh, episode forty, Barai's departure of death; then episode forty-one, Blaze Barai; and then episode forty-two, Barai dies. So um, I'm just going to go over this whole story arc. Um, try um, try to sum it up mostly. So. This arc begins where Burai has a dream where he's being taken to the afterlife on a rickshaw during which he sees a young boy who's also waiting to be taken to the afterlife. Uh, Clotho reveals to the Jew Rangers that Burai only has four hours left and he will die next time he appears. Um, <clears throat> most of the most of the first episode is mostly just a clip show episode. Like we get a lot of, uh, you know, flashbacks and all that, but then the episode ends with Dragon Caesar appearing and rampaging through the city. Um, and then that moves us to the next episode where um, where it turns out that the Dragon Caesar that attacked before was actually uh, the latest uh, Dora monster, Dora Gonsaku. Uh, and Fondora did this to lure Burai out so that she can enter his timeless room and she destroys it. So now Barai has nowhere to go and he's trapped in the, uh, <clears throat> in the uh, real world. And he only has three hours left to live. Uh, Burai finds the boy in his dream named Kota, uh, the boy who he also suspects is going to die. Uh, he takes Burai, uh, no, no, he takes Kota on a ride to on dragon Caesar 
which <laughs> that was always weird. Apparently, he's a big fan of Dragon Ranger and Dragon Caesar. Um, I don't mind that as a problem, though. That's yeah, it's endearing. You know, kid mm-hmm. likes Dragon Caesar. That's his favorite Sentai Ranger. I, have I mean, then it, about that. I mean, then again, in Power Rangers in space, I mean, Carlos once took a kid on a I ride. I was just about to say to, that. <laughs> I was just so, about to mention Carlos and uh, Sylvie. Sylvie. Yeah, I, I know that. Words out of my mouth, Nate. I know that uh, when Miss Star Fusion had did the the review, um, I know he was like, "Well, I know you want to try to prevent this this kid from dying. The first thing you wouldn't do is you wouldn't have this freaking." Uh, you wouldn't have to have a uh, Regan Caesar on top of the freaking kid, you know, like trying to, you know, walk around with it. But that's, you know, I mean, that's just how it is. It's, yeah. You know, how did Brian not know that he died because he fell off of Dragon Caesar's head? Yeah. You're trying to what? make too much sense here, Patrick. <laughs> But anyway, uh, has to. but wow. anyway, Barza discovers this magic elixir, which they can use to heal Burai. Um, Goshi and Don are sent to the land to get the elixir, but as part of a ceremony for them to go there, they don't have their dino bucklers anymore. Um, and Doragon Saku appears, and only Dragon Caesar is able to fight since the G-Rangers don't have their Dino Bucklers, and during the fight, because Kota was on Dragon Caesar, what do you think happens? Oh no, Kota got injured because no one could have seen that coming. <laughs> and then that brings us to our uh, the final part and the final episode here, where um, where Kota is left in critical condition, and Burai gives him his Dragon Medal to keep him stabilized. Burai only has one hour left, and he vows that he will fight to avenge Kota. And then um, most of the episode is the Geo-Rangers battling without their powers. Uh, You know, Goshi and Don have to fight this statue that's guarding the elixir. And the other three are battling Griforzer and Golems. Um, But then thankfully, eventually, uh, because, you know, the deus ex machina is very prevalent here in this Sentai... I mean, then again, their mech is literally God. Um, <laughs> their dino bucklers get restored, and they transform. They um, the the four uh, Jew Rangers in the real world form Ultimate Daijujin and defeat Dora Gonsaku. But unfortunately, when that happens, Burai's time runs out, and Burai vanishes. Goshi and Don get the elixir, but Clotho reveals that they're too late to save Burai. But they, he gives him the elixir anyway because he wants to fulfill Burai's last wish. We get a big, uh, you know, sad moment where Geki, Boy, and May find Burai. Burai thanks Geki for one last good fight. And, you know, they enjoyed their time together. Um, the, dra- the dragon medal, unlike in Power Rangers where Jason gets the dragon coin, here the dragon coin just vanishes, but the dragon medal, I'm sorry, but uh, Burai still gives Geki his dragon armor and uh, the Jew Soken. And uh, and Burai dies. But thankfully, as Burai is dying, Goshi and Don use the elixir to cure Kota just in time. And this allows Burai to 
Burai to pass into the afterlife, afterlife peacefully because when he's being taken, he notices the bench where Kota was sitting was empty. So he's at least able to pass peacefully because he knows that he was able to save Kota. And the episode ends with Bur- with Geki playing a song on the Jew Soken, and he and Dragon Caesar are just mourning it. There's actually uh, this is the only Jew Ranger where there's no Jew Ranger episode where there's no closing narration because they wanted to keep with the solemn nature. And uh, the last thing I'll say about this, um, I think I said this in our history of Super Sentai. Here's a big thing: so Burai is dead. And he's not coming back. Spoiler, although you probably already know that. Here's the funny thing. There was a poll that was held where children were able to vote on whether or not Burai got to live or die. They intended on killing Burai the whole time. But people voted to have him live. And then Toei was all like, oh, you want Burai to live? Okay, well, too bad. Sometimes people die. Live with it. Screw you, kids. <laughs> you don't always get what you want. It's like, well, dang. It's cold. All Democracy right, is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who is ready to unleash the ribs? That's disgusting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Riz, go ahead and unleash your Riz rant. Okay. I don't like the sound of that. (laughs) Okay. Nate, you told me this is going to be a good three-part episode thing. Patrick told me something kind of similar. This is garbage. (laughs) When did I say that this was going to be good? I thought you told me that. One of y'all told me it was going to be good. I said the Dragon Ranger arc was going to be decent. I said that I didn't okay. care for this too much. Okay, this is complete garbage. First, in 41, Blaze Barai, <sighs> why are we having this clip show of people remembering the good old times of Barai? There are no good times. <sighs> he literally appears for five minutes in a couple of episodes here and there, not even every episode. Just to call Dragon Caesar and save the day, and he goes back to the other dimension because he can't live long, and nobody cares if hey, he can't live long. Hey, don't so, worry, Gekki. Remember those good times where he showed up and beat us up, and then when he joined us, he stood on that building, and then that building, and then that building? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, at least Gekki, I can understand. That's his brother. He might have some fond memories yeah. of all that. Well, but when they started having the rest of the team go into flashbacks, I'm like, what are you flashbacking to? <laughs> Did you say any words to Bri ever in your life? Because I don't think you did. So I didn't care for that. I thought that was kind of stupid. Um, yeah, so that's my first set of problems. Second... Bandora found that pocket dimension way too conveniently at the right possible moment. Like Dang, even even villains have a Deus Ex Machina, huh? Like right. okay, why why couldn't this have been something that she was working on, trying to penetrate to get into that dimension? No, it's just like a 
oh, you know what? I'm going to just wa- magic my way in right now. No, no prelude, no nothing. Just, oh, hi, I'm here. Okay, bye. You're all dead. <laughs> like, what was the point of that? And then, okay, the elixir hunt. I get you couldn't send all five to the dimension. Why did we send Ghosty and Dan? Of yeah, all why didn't pieces? Geki go? That's yeah. what I'm saying. If it's Geki had gone, okay, hear me out. If Geki <clears throat> had gone and he had gotten the elixir and then he came back and tried to give it to his brother, but the brother was already too far gone, we could have salvaged some of the relationship and built some character development and give Geki, like, something. But instead, literally, Ghosty and Dan get the elixir and they save Kota. And I'm sorry. Kota doesn't matter. He's nope. Dang. He's just kind of <laughs> there to be a plot Let's element. Screw them kids. <laughs> no, he, he's literally a plot element to get Bari to stay dead. Because there's a chance if Kota hadn't died, they'd have saved Bari. But because Toei had already decided with that stupid pole of theirs, oh, hey, screw y'all. People die sometimes. Bari's going to die now. Like, they had to give an excuse for why Bri couldn't be brought back to life and why they couldn't save him. So, Kota's I mean, entire enough. reason is to exist, is to kill Bri, basically. Yeah. Go ahead, Nate. And ironically, the you saying, why didn't Geki go? Like, ironically enough, the Power Rangers episode technically handles this a bit better because Jason is the one who goes to try and get the candle in the green candle. Yeah. And I mean, Geki is the leader. Yeah. So he should have gone. <laughs> the entire, oh, you were chosen to go. That's garbage. There's no reason to pick those two. It could have been Boy and May, and nothing would have been different. Not a single thing in the next episode would have been different. And then yeah. don't even get me started on this mad dash at the end to run around these freaking base throwing books around, trying to find a solution to save Bri now at the last hour. They should have been doing this for the last 12 episodes. A waste mm-hmm. of time. Have you ever, have you ever finished, have you ever done the entire essay the night before it was due? Yes, <laughs> but I'm a bad college student. <laughs> See, I get my best work done under those scenarios. I did too. I, mean, I was a bad president back then in high school, so. <laughs> okay, I get that, but we had a golden opportunity. Know, listen, here. This is, you know, this is a little bit more of an urgent situation. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> like okay, if I flunked a history paper, big whoop de doo. But if I didn't do what was required and my best friend died, then that kind of sucks, right? Hell, it just it sucks even more sucks. when it's your family dying. Like Geki. I get Geki didn't know for like five episodes after the fact that there, there's a problem. But when he figures it out, I expected Geki to sp- put some more resources on, oh crap, my brother's going to die if I don't do something to help him. Let me go tear apart my command center and read some books and figure out what's going on. But no, he couldn't be bothered to read books because he's so busy chasing after these 
stupid kids and their stupid problems because Bandora has a thing for making kids her target. And then Bri tells everyone, protect the kids. That's why we're in this mess. They protect the kids way too much, and that's why he died. <laughs> no, this is garbage. Not a single redeemable thing here. I have another issue that I'm surprised you didn't bring up. Um, go so for it. I might have brought it up if you let the, me go on, but go for it. The monster was, you know, mimicking itself as some of their mechas and everything. But then when he got oh, yeah. hit, he flashed into his base door monster form. Did, did nobody see that? Those, no, screw you for destroying our city, Zoo Rangers. Look at him. He doesn't look like one of our people. What are you hitting us with rocks for? <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, I thought I'm not seeing like, that. Okay. That's going to be a huge problem in another episode in the next batch. Oh, yeah, yeah it is. That I think is the worst episode of Sentai I have ever seen. And you guys know because I've seen a bunch of Sentai. That is the single No, I know exactly. I, I, I know exactly what episode you're talking about. I know exactly okay. what episode you're talking about. I'm going to have a very about. angry rant about that episode. I'm ready to hear this rant. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. You know, you know Anthony, you. I asked Nathan about that a couple of days ago when he told me that this is the worst episode he's ever seen of Sentai. It and is. I asked him... Is it worse than the lawnmower? And he said yes. And I was like, oh my god. How is it worse than the freaking lawnmower episode? And I've seen over half the Super Sentai seasons all the way through. So this is that's that is that title carries a lot of weight in my case. Yeah. No, but like that was stupid. And I was gonna bring it up, Patrick. I just didn't get okay. there yet. Okay. <laughs> I had other fist to fry that were more important. Like, I said earlier, I don't think the other four idiots ever really talked to Bri because they didn't. Literally, he tried to kill them. Then Geki forgave him saying, oh, brother, I forgive you. And then Bri vanishes. And then it becomes Bri coming back and saving the day and then running away again. When did these guys ever form an emotional attachment to the guy to even mourn him or even feel bad about it? All they're missing here is, oh, the guy who saves our ass because we all suck is no longer here to save our ass. I guess it's up to us to finally do something on our own. Mm. Yeah, I... Maybe I had a higher opinion of this based on what I remember, but I see the problems with it. Your memory is terrible if you thought it was yeah. anywhere near good. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I would probably say that the green can, like, at, at least with a green candle, like, the candle isn't a thing until the green candle saga in Power Rangers. Yeah. So it kind of makes a bit more sense. And, and dude, if I'm going to rank the three Green Ranger story arcs between MMPR, Zero Ranger, and the audio drama, Zero Ranger's dead last. Yeah, it's dead last. On every single aspect of the Green Wood Evil, Green Candle, everything. Yeah, and 
It's not only that, but I, I like the green candle a little bit more, especially since, uh, um, you know, that uh, y you remember Riz and you posted this video on our channel too. Uh, that little tribute video that you did for Tommy after yeah. following JDF's passing. You show that scene where he gives his powers to Jason and you actually play the audio. Like, that actually has a little bit more emotion to it than I remember. As Dude, like it's a was, very emotional moment. It's a very impactful moment. Like, if you were to ask me what's the most emotionally charged part of MMPR season one, mm -hmm. it's that mm -hmm. transfer mm -hmm. of power from green to red. Nothing else comes anywhere near it in MMPR. Yeah, well. I, I kind of like the final scene of that episode, too, where Tommy and Kimberly finally, like, amount to something as a couple. Sure, it's kind of undermined yeah. since we don't see Tommy afterward at the end. But I don't know. I, I like that scene, too. So, and like yeah. I said in our Mighty Morphin season one episode, Green, Green the Green Candle was my favorite episode from season two. So I've, I've always really liked the Green Candle. So, yeah. I mean, there is the plot hole of why is Rita waited until now to use the candle, but I can overlook that. I still think it's an amazing episode. So, yeah, the more I think about it, I do think that the green candle is probably better than this episode. Dude, a lot of things are better than this episode. The only thing worse than this episode is Gekki Ranger. Well... I don't know. I think you're probably going to find that one episode that I really hate in the next batch to be worse than this. Well, if I do find it annoying, you'll get a text tomorrow. Okay, cool. But it'll be my turn to do the angry rant when we get to that episode, just to let you know. I don't know about that. It's kind of my stick at this point. <laughs> yeah, but I know I disappointed you with this, but I'm still banking that you guys will like Time Ranger. Okay, Time Ranger but see, but see Nate, 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 hold up. You can't compare this pile of garbage to something as great as what Time Ranger will be and say, I can't let you down there. That's like saying the sky is blue. Yes, it, will, it won't let us down. We already know this walking into it. Okay, but in my, in my defense, showing uh, us doing G-Ranger wasn't my idea, so just know that. And we knew that we were Oh, yeah, no, it's definitely me and Patrick's idea. We both wanted to do it. We dragged okay. Anthony kicking and screaming the entire way through. You really did. I did not want to do this. <laughs> I want to watch it to prove to Patrick that my opinion would stay the same, that Geki is still worse than anything in Z-Ranger. Which and Patrick wanted to do it to just have a fun time berating the season. And I have been, so... And I have been defending that Gekki Ranger still worse, and it still holds true. But what will we give this final Burai arc out of 10 before we go into the analysis? Can I give it a negative one? <laughs> <laughs> well, can I, can I, four, can so I, I give it a four? Point? Can I get points back from the season? Okay, you can give it a negative one. <laughs> uh, Refund. Andy, what would you give it? I want my hour of my life back. Yeah, but technically that whole arc is, a, is an hour since these episodes are 20 minutes long. So that whole arc is an hour long. It's an hour. I want my hour of my life back. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is garbage. What it's, would you give it, Anthony? Uh... 
Oh, three. Dang, I'm just that asshole giving it a negative one. That's great. Awesome. I'll probably give it a, I'll probably give it a three too, just because. Man, I thought at least somebody would go for like a two or a one. So Maybe we don't really have. I'm to... still a little bit delirious, but I probably You're... would if I was. <laughs> you look kind of delirious on the camera right now. If I'm not not gonna lie. So we don't really have to talk about the villains now. We There's are going no to... updates on the villains. The ranking doesn't matter anymore. They're, they all suck. No. Never did. <laughs> I mean, the villains might be a little bit interesting in the in-game arc, but we'll talk about that when we get to it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what do we? Uh, how will we do with uh, analyzing the Rangers and uh, you know update ranking them? Okay. Here, here's my ranking. Barai in slot one. Gosi in slot two. May in slot three. The mm -hmm. other three idiots in slot four. <laughs> <laughs> because literally at this point, Dan, Boy, and Geki are just there to fill seats. Mm hmm. I would probably put Goshi and Bryant one, and then the others are. Somewhere in the 80s. I don't know. The 80s? <laughs> in the 80s. There's, there's, the only, 80s? there's only six characters, but they end up in the 80s somewhere. Don't question how it works. Just accept okay. it. Okay, hold on, Patrick. Hold on. <laughs> Are you actually ranking the children above these characters as well? Well, the show <laughs> cares about them more. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean it would oh fill up the slots. So yeah. why not? <laughs> yeah, I guess. But honestly, like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just disappointed in the in the <laughs> lost potential here. Yeah. It, it's like you said in a previous podcast, Patrick. There was a lot of great potential here for Zero Ranger to be good, but they squandered it with children and with poor planning and poor <laughs> execution. Uh, what would your ranking be, Anthony? Um, I think, what what was it last time? I know it was Borai, and I think it was also Goshi, Geki, <laughs> uh, May, Boy and then Don. Okay. I, I'm probably gonna do something similar to Riz's, where maybe I would put Goshi above Burai just because I think Goshi still has like a personality going for him. Uh, I would put Burai after him. I think May May is still adorable. She's a character yeah. that you just can't hate, so I put her there. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with Riz. I just think that Geki Boy and Don just deserve to be in their own category. Hey, um, his name is Dan. Not Don. <laughs> that's how bad he is. You don't even remember his name ever. You always say Don, and I always correct you. That's Dan. how the that's how it's pronounced in the okay. Japanese pronunciation. Okay, but Don is Gokai Green, and Don is way better than any of these characters. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> 
And Don is the one of the weaker members of the Gokaiser team. I think he's the weakest of them all, actually. I was gonna debate Guy and him. So uh, one other thing before we kind of just get into our uh, thoughts going into the final batch. Uh, so this is Burai's final appearance, um, which means that we are not. There's nothing else to see with Burai. So. Um, where would we all rank Bur? Uh, we're going to do this again with the other ones at the end, but where would we rank Burai among the other six rangers that we've seen in action? Uh... And, and I know that Riz and Patrick haven't seen like all the other six rangers, but you know you got you could just rank them based on the other ones that you've seen. I would say out of all the ones I've seen, the only one I would rank lower than him is King Range because he is poop. <laughs> he's poop. Yeah, he's poop. He's not crap. He's just poop. He's just poop. Yeah, he's poop. He needs a more direct description. But yeah, King Ranger is just like the worst sixth ranger. No one's going to compete with that. But like, every like other sixth ranger I've seen is probably better than Bry. His first debut. He gets captured. Fighting. He gets captured. He sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, how do you get captured on your first episode as the as a ranger? That's worse than what happened with Cam becoming a bug in the second episode of his first ranger battles. <laughs> so, at the top of the sixth ranger list, it's Fighter Kimono. Yeah. No questions asked there. Working my way backwards from that statement, Barai's kind of mid. Like, he's not top 10 material because while he had a pretty good introduction arc in that it was the most entertaining part of this season, it still doesn't mean it's good. It's really kind of mid. So, yeah, he, he's in the mid somewhere. Who would your favorite be based on the ones that you've seen then, Riz? Um, Spider Kimono is at the top. Oh, okay, right. Um, I kind of lean towards Tokyo's or Orange being interesting. Yeah, Tokyo Rokugo. Yeah, yeah he was interesting. Um, while he was comic relief, I still like the internal struggle that Sinkinger Gold went through. I'm not saying he's in the top three. I'm just saying I like him a lot yeah. as a mm -hmm. character. And Patrick, um, who is your favorite among the ones you've seen? I'm not going to put Spider Kimono up there yet because I'm waiting until the season ends before I fully judge him. Um, but I would probably say... Just because I count him, I would probably say either Black Knight or Shink and Gold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't care what Gokaiger says. Black Knight is a Sixth yeah. Ranger. Black oh, yeah. Knight's a definite yeah. Sixth Ranger. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I find it interesting that he put Shink Thin, uh, and Gold that high. I mean, every. I, I'm really. I like Gintu's a lovable guy, Riz. Gintu's a great guy, awesome. but. I thought you've seen stuff like Aubrey Killer at this point, so I thought they. Were I haven't seen Aubrey Ranger yet. Well, oh, man, okay. Who else have I seen? I've seen Dragon Ranger, who he's whatever. King Ranger stinks. Mega Silver is 
who cares? What? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I like him though. I like him though. Mag- He's not Mega Zane. Silver is Fine, Mega Zane. Silver is the weakest of the Rangers in Mega Range. I mean, Kiryu Gold is pretty good. I think he's more effective as a helper of the Mega Rangers than he is a, as a Ranger. That's that's the crazy part. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I have I'm a soft spot for the Go on here. Wings. Yeah, yeah, I have a soft spot for the Go on Wings too. But yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, where my six rangers so far been? Oh yeah, and Kiba Ranger. I don't like Kiba Ranger either. <laughs> no, no, Kiba Ranger. No, I don't think anyone can like Kiba Ranger. Uh, wait until we eventually get to Die Ranger. You'll love to hate him too. <laughs> uh, where would you rank uh, Baraya among your six rangers, Anthony? Because you've seen, you probably seen more. You've seen more six rangers than I have, actually, technically. Yeah, but he's not really hitting the top. But see, the thing is, he's not even like the the worst, but he's not the greatest either. So like, he's mid. Yeah. I like, mean, I mean, and I've seen a lot of the uh, newer Sentai Six Ranger intros, and the only Six Ranger from the modern era that does worse than him is a uh, cowboy guy from Ninja. Oh, Star you Ninja. Mean, uh, Star Ninja. Yeah, he, he is way worse than anything that we can get from Barai. Yeah, definitely. I but still I, I still tell people the story of the lawnmower. No, not the lawnmower, but the fact that Japan made a six ranger cowboy and he has a bull zord and when the zord transforms, it goes Yeah, yeah with a burger morpher. <laughs> with a bur- with a cheeseburger morpher. Yeah, I'd the only probably, thing he the only thing he would be missing was a Bank of America stamps somewhere on him because he needs a sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> and a uh, Make America Great baseball cap. <laughs> oh Lord! And a flag oh, man. Too. Let's just make him as unlikable as possible. I mean, he's already a pretty unlikable. He already is very unlikable. I mean, honestly, I haven't seen uh, O Ranger Gold yet. Or whatever color he is in Sentai, King, yeah, Black. King Ranger, King, yeah. Ranger. King Ranger. But I get a feeling when I see O Ranger, I'm gonna put him above Star Ninja. No, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> no, no, you won't. It's on my oh, list. God, we all, I like how we're all agree that King I Ranger. Said, I said this man gets captured. In his first episode. I love how we're all in agreement that King Ranger's the worst sixth, and there's no there's no budging on this. Uh, all right, God. well that's where I'm at. But oh, but anyway, um, my actually my top three really, and I don't want to count Spider Cabonis either because I do like him too. But I want like wait till after he gets he's he's still he's a great character, but I feel like we cheating adding him onto the list. Already because he just debuted not too long ago, but I would say Chicken Gold. Not that he's not my top three. He's not the top top three, but he's like it's like random order. It's Chicken Gold, Abar Killer, and I'm gonna add um do a uh, Black Knight Hugo too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I used to put Burai like in my top three. Uh... Maybe after Boken Silver, but he's definitely down there for me now. I'd probably put – I'd probably have him be a B-tier sixth ranger. I don't think he's bad enough to be a C, 
no, tier definitely. guy. I, I think he's good enough to be B. Definitely not A, though. Um, I, I mean, my top three would probably be uh, – okay, I put Boken Silver as number one. That's for selfish reasons, though. I know that – I don't think you guys would – I don't know if you guys will put him as number one or not. Well, he's number four for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. And if, if people don't want to put Boken Silver as number one, I get it. It's selfish reasons for me, to be honest. Uh, but I would probably, uh, if I'm going to update it for now, I would, for my other top three, I would probably have Abar Killer and Time Fire, honestly. Like, it's actually kind of funny how uh, Abar Killer, Time Fire, and Dragon Ranger are those three Rangers to uh, greet Guy and go Kaiger because now right. that I look at it, it's like, okay, Abar Killer and Time Fire, you can stay. Dragon Ranger, get out. <laughs> that's that's honestly where I would kind of view it. Dragon Ranger, you may be on the council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. Yeah, Dang. exactly. <laughs> okay, you're in here because you control a dinosaur mech and you died just like Abar Killer and Time Fire, but you are not granted the rank of badass sixth ranger. Get out. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you tried, but eh, no. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It didn't matter. In the end, it didn't even matter. But you still have a cool suit. You have a cool suit, yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll let you in. <laughs> mm -hmm. For one day. No, come on. Now go. Now get out. You're actually going to get your dragon sword for lunch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm still going to go. I will still go to my grave saying that the Q-Rex or V-Rex, as it's called in Time Ranger, is better than Dragonzord slash Dragon Caesar. Yeah. I know Dan Southworth just ad-libbed that line in Forever Red, and it won't go away anymore, but it's a true line, in my opinion. Yeah. So. Dragonzord for lunch. <laughs> so, uh, what do we all want to say for our closing thoughts? Because... The next Geo Ranger video is our last, thank God. So one what I'll are say our one thing. Thank God it's almost over. <laughs> Can we I, have a new King Ultra, please? Because I really want to do that. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to the audio drama and then we can do something good. I know. And then when we're done with uh, Geo Ranger, we will uh we will do a uh review on the first two seasons of the uh, Power Rangers audio drama, which are uh, is mainly based off of season one and, you know, with like only G Ranger stuff, but they add in a lot of die Ranger elements, uh, in season two. We're not going to, I'm not going to give spoilers. I finished season two a couple of days ago. So actually I think it was a week ago, but, uh, and I enjoyed it. So I'm definitely looking forward to talking about that audio drama. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to see Patrick's take on it. But uh, yeah, so uh, so obviously the neck um, the King Oger drum uh, podcast will go up before this. But uh, we will see you guys next time when we start taking a look at uh, the final stretch of G Ranger. Normally, when we do these things, we like to dedicate an entire podcast just to the in game arc. But in the case of G Ranger, we're just thinking, screw this, let's just finish it. We're, so, we're done, man. We can't. <laughs> so we're gonna take a look at forty three through fifty which is basically every episode up until the series ends. And then we'll be done with this. We do apologize if we don't come off as enthusiastic or there's wind in our sails. This, it, it's like what Riz t told me when he texted me this afternoon. This is a chore 
and to do <laughs> at this point. Now, now, thankfully, it's not a chore for me because after I finished Burai's drama arc, I just thought, okay, I am not going to wait another week to just do this. So I just watched everything after that. But I, I definitely feel you on that. So I've been done with those Gene Ranger episodes, and I just have notes on my thoughts on all those episodes, so I don't have to do it. But I, I don't envy people who have to watch the remainder of those episodes. Um, sorry, guys. <laughs> not like Patrick's going to watch them all anyway. I'm just going to watch the finale, the final arc. Yeah. Everything before that doesn't matter. Yeah, but you guys, yeah, but brace yourself when I get really angry because I have a lot to say about the last episode before the end game arc. Oh, I'm excited. I hate that episode. I'm excited to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, so. But anyway, uh, we will see you guys next time when we wrap up our uh, G Ranger series. Uh, we thank you guys so much for listening to us. If you're watching this on YouTube, Leave some thoughts down below on, uh, you know, what your on what your th- on your thoughts on this arc. Uh, you know, you can leave us any recommendations on what you would like us to do, and we'll get on it. Uh, we also want to give a shout out to the people who listen to us on iTunes and Spotify. We love you all because without you guys, we would not be able to do this, and we appreciate the all those who listen to us. <laughs> Once again, we thank you guys so much for listening to us, and we'll see you guys next time when we wrap up G Ranger. But until that time, you guys stay safe. We love you, and may the power protect you.